are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Do you ever find the Old Testament stories hard to comprehend? Do you secretly wonder how relevant they are in today's world? Do the lessons found in these stories hold wisdom to help us get through what we're going through today? If you're like me, if you ponder questions such as these, then ponder no longer. Today's guest will bring wisdom to those who wonder. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host. Today we have joining us the award-winning author of modern-day Bible stories, Michelle Chenoweth. I may have just slaughtered that, but we'll let her help with that last name. Michelle is an author. She's a speaker. She's a book coach and founder of Your Book Done Right Masterclass and Elite Coaching. Today, after talking with her about her books and her life and her experiences, which I know we're also interested in, Michelle's going to take us a little farther and help us to know and how to encourage us and equip us about writing our own books. So if you have a secret desire about writing your own book, if someone has told you you should write a book, hold on because you'll be able to find out more about that and even how to sign up for some of her master classes. So, I know with all of that introduction, we are so ready to welcome our guest today, Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us on Coffee. Thank you for having me, Kim. I'm delighted to be here. Shinoweth, and it's Michelle right? Yes, Michelle Shinoweth. Uh I often get, are you, um, it's spelled like Chenoweth, but with a Y, but I often get, are you yes. related to Kristen Chenoweth? Uh, but it's actually pronounced, rhymes with, you know it, I tell people, um, <laughs> which my husband told oh. me when he originally met me. So, <laughs> uh, you know it. That's, well, that is a great way. Oh, man, that's a, that's a good branding tool right there. But anyway, <laughs> well, listen, thanks so much for joining me. I know you're very busy. And, hey, I didn't even realize or some, somehow I missed the fact that you are in the Baltimore area in which I lived for almost 20 years. Absolutely. I was born and raised in Baltimore. And besides going away to college, I came back to live and now live in Cecil County, Maryland, which is over the Delaware line at the top of the Chesapeake Bay. I didn't know you were in Baltimore recently, but next time you are, we definitely have to get together for coffee in person. Absolutely. We will make that happen. Well, I look over all that you have done and accomplished, the books you've written. I I just see a heart as someone who truly want to inspire others with these Bible stories and making them more modern and, and truly helping them to be more understandable so that we can practice these, these, these ways that the Old Testament people learn to deal with life. I'm just going to start out, you know, one of the things that I find important um, in knowing about people is their why. You know, how did this happen? Where did you fall into this? So but if it's okay, let's just start right there. How did you come across this interest in, in writing and developing these Old Testament stories? Well, thank you, Kim, for asking that because I, too, in coaching my uh, writing clients, always start with the why because that's what's most important. Why do we do what we do? Why do we write what we write? And I yeah. know you're an author, too. Uh, for me, I believe that God called me to write what ended up being my first book but way back he put on my heart that I wanted to write 
novels that I wanted to be an author. I mean, I was 10 years old when I wrote my first one. It never made it on the bookshelves. Uh, But yes, I've always wanted to be an author. And then life happened, and that dream got sidetracked, as it often does. Uh, I, you know, went to high school, college, uh, graduated, got a job as a news reporter, and was a news reporter both on air and uh, for several major newspapers in the Mid-Atlantic for several years, went into advertising and marketing, wanted to be a little more creative with my writing after that, got married, had three kids, and then life continued to happen. I ended up uh, getting divorced and then remarried and then had two stepchildren. So we have a blended family of five kids and two two small grandkids. Um, and that dream, though, resurrected uh, about 24 years ago. I just had to think of the age of my youngest, my daughter, uh, when she was just one. And I, I, it wouldn't let go. And I started to write uh, what I thought was going to be the next great American novel. And it actually did mm-hmm. win uh, the fiction prize with the Maryland Writers Association. I went to the conference and I entered it and it won first place. But sadly, we all lost the prize, which was literary agency representation at a major uh, literary agency. Back then, they didn't have self-publishing, so you had to be anointed by a literary agent uh, to get published. And 9-11 happened, and the, um, the literary agency was located in the towers in New York, and we all got a phone call, and they said, you know, we're sorry, you lost the prize. So I was devastated, of course, and I remember I was in a dark, dark place as well. I remember driving along and hearing that still small voice. Um, I looked up and I saw a neon sign that said, used books and Bibles. I'll never forget it. And I heard a, a voice. That I didn't know where it was coming from at the time. I look back and see it was God now uh, that said, Michelle, you should write a modern day novel based on the book of Job. Well, of course, Job is the guy who loses every, you know, has everything and then loses it all and questions, why me? You know, why do bad things happen to good people? And I could see then that, you know, looking back now, I can see that I was a lot like Job. I was at the time losing my marriage through a bitter divorce. I had had an ad agency for close to 20 years, and that was falling apart due to, uh, to, due to the recession at the time. I, my kids were becoming teenagers, and if you're a parent out there, um, you know when your kids become teenagers, you feel like you're losing them, and I was right. also losing my, losing my health through the family disease of alcoholism. And fortunately, uh, just like Job, God brought me through um, it all, and Luckily, um, I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel, and many years later, uh, am uh, remarried to a wonderful man. Uh, we have a great relationship with all five of our kids and grandkids. Um, I am living the dream now of being an author, and as well as a speaker and book coach. And I just celebrated two months ago 17 years in recovery. So God has blessed me and brought me through. And that first, that book uh, that God called on me to write, that Job book, uh, became the faithful one. It took me a little over eight years to write it and get it published. And uh, I started to speak and it started to help others when I would share my story and people who read the book, later came up to me and said, you know, it's helping us have a little bit more faith and hope. You know, Michelle, thank you, Michelle, for sharing all that with me. I, I feel like you've just made such a connection with, with the audience. We have the, the people who come to coffee are what I found to be men and women and teens are people who are just like what you just said, you know, just authentic and they're so open to their story because we have found that within our stories where how we connect with people and why do we connect with people to to give hope to be able to say you know this was my darkest moment 
and I, I may have struggled, I may still be struggling, but I'm getting through. And, you know, what you just, you, I could actually sit and talk with you for the next two days about everything, that intro you just <laughs> gave. But, but I will say this, and then I want the listeners to hear, what, what I hear in all that is you put in a lot of work uh, to get to where you are now. It didn't just happen, did it? When you talked about the divorce, the dreams being put to side, the alcoholism, I think you said that may have been a family disease. I mean, dark places, you know, I've, I've just been writing um, all these things that you said. But in you, I see someone who is a fighter that wasn't willing to say no, that just kept just kept fighting. And that's really what we have to do. And for those who are out there struggling right now, what a story of hope that you've just given to them. So if you don't mind, I'm going to. Before we get into all this other, I, what would be your advice as a woman warrior to a man or a woman who's out there thinking, oh, my gosh, she just named everything I'm going through at this moment. What would be your words to them as far as hope today? Never give up and believing in yourself and and believing in God's plan and will for you. A, a lot of the messages in my books are about just that and I think that's the message God tries to get across in his word and in the Bible and so I take those Bible stories and reimagine them in a modern-day way that connect but back back to my first book and not giving up it was hard and I actually argued and fought a little bit with God because at the time I thought I just want to be the next great American novelist and I want my book to come out and sell lots of copies and and walk the red carpet on my the you know for for academy award based on a you know screenplay based on adopted novel uh and and get all the riches and fame that's where 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 I was and uh-huh. but God has a plan <laughs> And I said, how is this Joe book going to make me rich and famous? Well, it wasn't about that. So, you know, I had to go through my own journey of, 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 right, battling this, you know, battling this disease. And uh, fortunately, God reached through and, uh, and saved me or, you know, reached through the darkness. And I had that moment of clarity and surrender and you know started a 12-step program and over the years um and i kept kept like it kept uh that voice kept calling <laughs> and mm-hmm. i finally listened and said okay i need to write this and it was tough i mean mm-hmm. eight years of of writing it and not giving up and then my husband-to-be said you know and i sent query letters and so forth and he said you know we've spent a lot less money on yeah a lot lot more money on lesser things and i finally uh, got assisted self-published and then the book got picked up by a christian publisher and signed a contract and then my career started taking off as an author but but yes you just had for the listeners out there you know whatever you're going through god has a plan for you and you just need to hold on and one day at a time as they say in the program like get through and and keep putting one step in in front of the other because we're God's hands and heart and and feet and and voices and we need to you know keep at that purpose for us to help others and to serve him and in the long run fulfill our purpose Absolutely, and we forget that many of the struggles that we are going through right now—that's a part. That's another chapter in that book that we're having to walk through before we can talk about it. You know, many of the things that, from what I'm hearing, I know with my books and the things that I've written, um, I know that everything I do pretty much generates from something that I've gone through, that I walked through, a way that God came through with. Uh, for me, something that I'm able to, well, like the scriptures say, to comfort others with the same comfort in which God has given to me. And so that's a, that's a big why there. You know, when I ask why do you do that, all of that is, is your why. You know, you got through it. That's why you want to help others. That's why you want to see others 
maybe not take as long as you did. That was my why. I wanted to help them expedite, um, you know, what, you know, what they would, you know, how they could get through life um, easier. Um, at your on purpose, you say that your scripture uh, is Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things, um, all things for for our good, those who are called according to His purpose. And so, I love that. And for the listeners out there to just know um, that you know that there is a plan. But many times the plan is not the way we planned it in our mind. I'm watching on Facebook right now. I'm seeing where Lynn Bell is listening to us. And for anybody who would like to go online on the, on our Facebook page and um, write a question that you would like for me to give to Michelle, please write that. You can go to facebook.com slash roses and rainbows. I am taking comments. So Lynn Bell from Texas is listening, and I'm sure she's, enjoying this and getting some good information. So let's continue on. Michelle, I thank you so much for that honesty. Now, you said that your passion to write began when you were about 10 years old. My goodness, what created that? What what was the stir? Because I bet there are a lot of listeners thinking, I have this feeling, but I don't know. How did, how did you know you wanted to be a writer? I just started writing. Uh, I, I guess, you know, Looking back, um, a lot of people that are struggling with what do I want to do in life, I mean, even late in life, I always tell them, you know, think back to when you were a kid, like 10-year-old kid, and what did you love to do? Well, for me, I loved to write. I wrote poems. I wrote, you know, I actually wrote this little novel about a girl and her dog, you know, (laughs) what do we know at 10, Um, and about a girl and her dog and uh, in a spiral-bound notebook. I can't mm-hmm. find it today, but um, but I remember writing it. I remember drawing the cover and just loving to write. And and I wrote poetry and journaling, and I've I've given workshops on this where we do connect with others through our pain. So you yeah. know, if you're writing um, devotionals or you're writing uh, a memoir about something really you know tragic in your life. You will connect with those readers through your pain. Um, for me, it was it was novels. Um, I always love reading suspense with little romance novels, which is which are what my novels are. They're, I call them edgy Christian fiction or edgy inspirational fiction because they're based on Old Testament uh, uh, stories. They are, um, you know, faith based um, and appeal to the Christian market, but other faiths as well because the Old Testament, of course, is read by, um, you know, various religions. Um, and so, you know, and I stick to the Old Testament because I feel like they they are, uh, well, that's what I'm called to write, but also they are the yeah. ones that are a little bit harder to comprehend. I feel like the New Testament is um, pretty self-explanatory <laughs> because it was yeah. written in yeah. a more modern day. Um, but some of the Old Testament stories, they're just tough to get through and, and say, what is God saying here? Um, and I don't know. I was called to write Job, and then uh, actually uh, I was still fighting this a little bit, like, you know, really, God, is this what you want me to write? And then my uh, publisher was starting a, a Reimagining Bible Stories line of books, the Christian publisher that oh. took over, and, or, you know, who I was under. And my friend actually said, uh, I was like, what to write next? And, you know, Job came from my heart and my story. And my friend said, you should write on Abigail. And I said, now, I wasn't, you know, at the time, I was still hesitant. You know, I started to go back to church. I started to say, okay, God. Um, but I wasn't really reading the Bible. And then I started to, of course, um, and research these Bible stories I was writing on. But he said, you should write on Abigail. And I said, Abigail who? And he said, you need to look her up. He was a chaplain, actually. Um, uh-huh. And I did. And it's uh, Abigail becomes David's second wife. But before she does, she's married to a mean, narcissistic, in my book, abusive alcoholic, um, who's running, who's behind the scenes with all of that because he's running for president of the United States. And the David character um, ends up, running against him and she gets swept up in the middle just like Abigail gets swept up between uh, David and Mm -hmm. Nabal and David's going to you know 
wipe her village out and get revenge on Nabal. Um, and she, like, has the courage to make peace between them to save her village. And um, and so my book is based on, you know, those ugly that ugly presidential campaigning and the main character is going to, you know, stoop down to that level. And she... Abigail ends up saving David and and really the kingship um, and the royal line of Uh Jesus. So she's a pretty big character, actually. And so I started to research that and realize I'm a lot like Abigail. Like I was in that, you know, not great marriage and trying to, you know, get through that. And my friend knew that. So a little bit of me comes out in all of my books. Um, Still fighting that, by the way, that God's Calling took a Bible study on Jonah, and my next book was based on Jonah, and it's uh, actually a thriller for you guys. (laughs) You guys out there might like that one, Um, The Runaway Prophet, and it's set in Las Vegas with a uh, radical terrorist group underground uh, building a nuclear weapon, and uh, the Jonah characters called out to work with the sinners in Vegas, but um, and investigate with the FBI, this radical terrorist group, wants nothing to do with it, jumped on a cruise ship instead, and I won't tell you <laughs> what the modern-day whale is, but he ends up back. So it was. A, I realized it's, a, it's more than a story about a guy being swallowed by a whale. It's, what, it's about when you try to run from God's call, you can't hide, and when you try, bad things ha- usually happen until you end up following that call. And I realized, I finally realized, like, this is what I'm meant to write. Yeah, absolutely. And it, do, do you find that uh, it sounds like that you find yourself uh, in the midst of each of these stories, at least a part of you you find in, in the stories and I bet I would assume that that's why everybody reads your books because they find themselves. That's isn't that why we read the Bible? We find ourselves in these stories, and then God directs our actions on on how to get out. In talking about the runaway uh, prophet, which sounds amazing, um, it talks. It the the uh, advertisement says it's full of intrigue, suspense, and a little romance. Um, It says, uh, the runaway prophet delivers, and I love this, the message that you can try to run from God's call. And I would assume that everyone who's listening today knows exactly what that is like, and maybe some are still running. But this book says you you can try to run from God's call, but you can't hide. I love that. We can't get anywhere where God can't see us, that the more you try, the more pain you'll face. And that sometimes, and I love this, by rescuing other people, God rescues us in the process. So I'm very excited to read that one. Well, actually, all of them. But, Michelle, let me, let, I mean, these are so intriguing. And you have to have such a, how much time do you spend actually studying, you know, um, discerning these stories in the Old Testament? Does it? I mean, I know when I write a book, I mean, I know how much time it takes. It, it's, it's, a, it's a huge chunk of my life, each, each book, it, you know, a large chunk of my life. And a lot of that is just in the foundational work, just gathering information. On an average, how much time does it take for you to really begin to study someone well enough that you feel like that you, you've got it enough to build characters around, a modern-day situation? It takes a lot of time. Um, I do uh, rely on the uh, Anchor Bible series because they go in depth in the different uh, books in the Bible and, you know, both how they came to be, where they're set, uh, more into the people in the Bible that they involve, and they're just really good research tools. And I came across those. Um, I'll try to do a Bible study on that character if I can. And I will, um, I also research people and places and not just on Google, but I I encourage my writer clients to, if you can, go places and meet people in person um, because, you know, you need your books to be authentic. Uh, For example, Example, my latest book, The Jealous Son, is set in uh, the native Navajo region in Arizona. Um, 
and um, it's based on Adam and Eve. Well, it's based on Cain and Abel, but it starts with Adam and Eve, uh, those modern-day characters. And um, I thought, you know, modern day, they in America, the first people, Adam and Eve, were uh, possibly Native Americans. So, and I was in Arizona at the time, um, visiting the Grand Canyon with my husband, and um, I said, this is how the idea came up, and God usually, like, I, I don't usually come up with the idea myself. It's always God, like, inspiring me yes. um, if I'm open enough, <laughs> and uh, like yes. you did with all of these. And I was in the Grand Canyon, and my husband, I said, I always wanted to bring my kids here, and um, I have two, my two oldest are my sons, um, and now they're ages 28 and 30, and uh my my husband said, are you kidding? Like, one would have ended up pushing the other over the edge. And <laughs> I thought to myself, huh, Cain and Abel, my two sons, sibling rivalry. They have a love-hate relationship, but basically they love each other. But, you know, sibling okay. rivalry, um, and people can relate to that. And, and uh, it deals with, you know, some modern-day things like addiction and um, and mental illness and um, and jealousy and, you know, how somebody can get twisted up in that. And this pandemic um, has mm-hmm. just made a lot of things, like a lot of people worse and people are coming out of it saying, mm-hmm. you know, I need help. Um, yeah. And, you know, because we can't isolate with all of that. So anyway, uh, it, it actually, like, I have to – do, well, I had to do research on that, uh, bringing it back to that. And the native Navajo people are very private, and it was hard. I, I talked to friends of friends and family, and uh, they all said, you know, this person doesn't want to really be, you know, authenticate, authenticated or read the book or come, you know, be in the limelight. They just were very private people. And I finally called Diné College, which is a native Navajo college in uh, Arizona and Utah and uh, tribal college and got the public relations director and he said sure send me the book but it, I had to wait and my publisher was ready for it and I put I said I have to authenticate this because I have about the culture in there um, they have a ceremony and and I said I need somebody to read this that's you know that can authenticate this stuff and wow. like finally like God made away and just in time uh, but I had to wait a year and a half for that to happen so um, in researching the Bible stories that usually takes you know several months and then the writing itself several months um, and then we get into all of the editing and and all of that so uh, my first book eight years second book uh, a little over two years third book took four years and the uh, fourth book the jealous son took uh, about two years from you know the the concept to completion and publishing and you know getting it out into the world it takes time absolutely you know um, worth it well and that's and that's that's exactly what I want the callers to know I mean the listeners to know is because yeah, if it's in you, it, it is worth the effort to do. And and even then, after I, you know, Michelle, I don't know about you, but I thought once I wrote the book, I thought, oh, I thought writing the book was the hard part. But then you go into all the other of getting it out there, which is it's fun and it's so worth it. But, you know, I didn't mention anything about callers, but I've just been alerted by our executive director that we do have a caller online. Michelle, are you are you up for taking a call? Absolutely. Okay, what we're going to do, caller, I want you to hold on uh, for just a minute. We're going to take a very short 30-second break, and as soon as we get back, we're going to invite caller 3410 to come online with us that has a question or a comment for Michelle. So everybody hold tight for 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. Caller, we're going to be taking you as soon as we get back. I want to get back to being in my community group. I want to continue having a soccer season. So I can throw parties again. (laughs) So I can go to her parties. (laughs) It'd really be nice to dine in instead of getting delivery for a change. So I can feel safe and protected for myself and my students. We each have our own reason for why we're getting vaccinated against COVID-19. 
what will yours be? Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for information on the COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host. What an incredible conversation we're having today with author and speaker and, um, gosh, so many hats she wears, Michelle uh, Shinoas. And we're going to be right back with her. Before we do, I'd like to invite you to get to know more about our ministry by going to our Facebook page or our, our website page, I'm sorry, at kimcrable.org. We have many, many things going on, and we've just contracted with four more uh, TV networks to share our teachings and our programs just like this on air. So please go to our Facebook page, our website and become a part of what we're doing. We need you. We are stronger together. Also, would all always like to thank Up To Me Radio for allowing us this opportunity to reach you by the airway. So support Up To Me Radio. Go and listen to all the wonderful programs that they provide there. And again, welcome back. We have an incredible guest today. And if you are a writer, if you're, if you're a secret wannabe author and you're wondering if it's really possible, oh, my goodness, we're going to have answers for you as we bring Michelle back. Michelle, thank you again so much for joining us. It's been a delight. The time is flying by. Yes, it is. And it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we have a caller. So let's invite caller 3410 on to um, ask their question. So caller, welcome to coffee. Thank you. This is Libby Smith, and I just wanted to congratulate Michelle for all the good teaching that she does with our class that we have just uh, pretty much finished. And I just think, you know, anybody who would take her class would be benefited with their writing and um, she's just super good. She she has a kind heart, and also she um, just goes over and above everything that you know a normal teacher would do with all her time and, and talent and help. So I just want Aww. to say I, I really appreciate what she has done. Aw. So, Libby, Aww. have you written a book? Yes, I wrote one. Uh, about six or seven years ago on Guillain-Barre syndrome. It was self-published. Um, it was uh, about a little girl who was paralyzed with a frightening disease and how her friends and her twin sister helped her rise above her adversity. And um, it was about um, just persevering and and um, being patient and trying to just um, keep on keeping on. <laughs> And then the one I'm on now um, that Michelle's helping me with, it's it's um, about a, a well, it's based from a true story of my great grandfather who came from Ireland, and he came across to the United States and wanted to be a priest, and he met a, a fellow on the ship who also wanted to be a priest, somebody about his age, and um, they both realized they didn't have enough money. And so they decided to flip a coin, and um, the loser would pay the winner to go through seminary. So mm. that's what my book is about now that Michelle's helping me with. Well, that is absolutely wonderful, and thank you for thank you for speaking that into those who are considering writing. You've just encouraged a lot of people. So thank you, Libby, so much for calling in. Oh, I enjoyed it. Your show is lovely. Thank you. Well. Thank you, Absolutely. Libby. Thank you. Yes, yes. Well, that is wonderful. Um, so I'm sure you know you know Libby, Michelle? Yes. Um, actually, Libby lives in the Baltimore area as well, and I met her at a oh. Maryland Writers Association uh, workshop that I gave, and we uh, stayed in touch, uh, you know, via email, and then I told her about the course I was teaching. Um, I've been teaching for several years how to write and publish your book, and then she signed up, and, and uh, that the eight-week course just finished. Don't worry, I'll be doing another one in the fall, and it was online, you know, on Zoom. Uh, oh, great. And 
and I didn't know she was calling in today, um, so that oh. was a nice surprise. But um, she's, I, I just love helping other writers do what I do uh, by coaching them and just encouraging them, cheerleading them, and, you know, critique, being critical as well to help them learn the craft so that they get great books out there. And they all have these great books in them, but it's just a matter of how sometimes. And so they just need help um, both in crafting the story and then in the editing, publishing, and marketing phases, which I've been doing for years and years. So um, I just teach what I know. And um, But there are some great books out there, and, and Libby – Libby has one of them coming out, flip of a coin, that uh, that I, I just, you know, it's so sad that so many writers uh, dream of writing books, and I think the latest statistic is um, that I looked up over 67% uh, who dream of books or even start writing books never get them done. And I think mm-hmm. that breaks God's heart, you know. It breaks mm-hmm. their hearts, and it breaks God's heart. It breaks my heart. So um, I'm just like... you. You, for you listeners who are writers, um, Libby isn't giving up. You can't give up. You need to just like mm. stay at it and get help if you need it. I love that. So, you know, you, you stay busy at sharing your knowledge and expertise to help these other writers. Let's just get, let's just jump into that. Let's just suppose, because I know that there are people out there that are going, gosh. You know, I feel like I've always needed to write my story or to write a story or a novel. And how do they get started? How how would they how do they even reach out to you or do they? I mean, what what would be the natural step in this progression of working maybe even with you? Well, I am always open to talking to anyone who's considering writing a book, no matter what stage they're in. I I get students that don't even have an idea, they just want to write, um, or they might have several ideas, uh, or people that have actually written a book and just don't know if it's good enough. Uh, And I will meet you wherever you are. So I do some one-on-one coaching, but I also offer this course. uh, And I think it's great that the students in the course uh, give you, like, like Libby, uh, that you just heard, they give each other feedback as well. So it, it's really great. You know, they'll critique each other. You have built-in, uh, they review each other's work. So um, it's, it's a really good support group as well. Uh, but basically, you you need to do some of the basics. And I, I used to be a news reporter, of course. So I say you need to answer the five W's and H, who, what, when, where, why, and how. So like like you and I discussed, Kim, uh, the why. What is your purpose? Why are you writing this book? And then who is your audience? Um, who who are your readers? And you know what are you, what type of book are you writing? Is it a novel, a memoir? Is it um you know are you not sure? And I'll I'll help you figure it out. And then the what is you know the story um, or you know the table of contents. Let's just say. Uh, what do you want to write? And then I'll help them organize that. And the thing is, I always feel like, like with anything, uh, you have to treat a book like a business in a way. You need a, a, a plan, a chapter outline uh, to follow as a roadmap. And I help them with that. And then schedule writing time. You know, what is your writing plan? Uh, and then we build on that, and I help them learn learn the craft, uh, the how. <laughs> um mm-hmm. The when and the where, you know, when does your book take place, where is it set, um, if, if that applies. And then, you know, we've, we follow through all of that all the way to let's look at different publishing paths. I've been down them all from self-publishing to traditional and in the in-between. And, you know, I, I help them look at those paths and how to approach each and, and decide what's right for them. And then we even cover cover marketing, um, some some basic marketing tips so that they're ready to get their book out into the world. And it's not about, you know, I mean, it's great if you're blessed and and you sell lots of copies, but it's not about the money so much as getting the word out um, to help other people uh, to get 
you know, to get those books out into the world. So marketing is important in that respect. So I basically, um, you know, cover cover all of that in my course. And I just, uh, people can reach me on my website, michellechanoeth.com or uh, Michelle with one L at michellechanoeth.com. Um, I'm sure you'll connect everybody um, out there. But yes. please, you know, reach out to me. And I, I'm happy to have, you know, at no no charge, a, a conversation, a, a discovery call to talk about your book and, and set you on the right path to, to get it out mm. there. You have some scriptures, Michelle, that I think feel like are really important. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times we think that it's only our own thinking. We forget that God calls us to write, and I mean, we would not have the Old Testament or the New Testament had people not sat down and, and been inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? So you've got a couple of scriptures on heeding the call to writing and then on the writing plan itself. Would you like to share those with us? Sure. Um, the one on heeding the call to write is from Habakkuk, um, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 2. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. And uh, that run who reads it always strikes me like God doesn't say so he can stroll along who reads it or can stumble who reads it or, or walk who reads it, but run. Um, we need to write compelling works so that people run to read them. Um, and, you know, if we're called, we should follow through on that. You know, God doesn't put those dreams to write this or that on our hearts so that, that we just dream about it. It's like you need to to make it. You need to write it on the tablets so people run to read it. Um, and then the other uh, Jesus says in Luke, uh, "For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish.' It's like." Uh, when we break that down, Jesus is saying, you need a plan. Like, you don't you don't just throw up a building um, without planning it first because you need to see what it costs. And it's going to cost you something in time, possibly investment. But uh, once you, you know, figure that out, um, you, you can get it done. I mean, self-publishing and... Uh, that's becoming very widespread um, is is a great thing these days. You can publish for free on Amazon KDP if if you know how. You know you can uh, get a great book out there, and people are doing it all the time. Even best selling uh, writers sometimes get started on that. Uh, now that's not to say it's also true. You never get a second um, chance to make a fr- good first impression. It needs to be good, so you need to invest your time and possibly get help. But uh, you, you need, you know, even Jesus said you need to, to sit down first and count the cost and, and have a plan. Absolutely. Wouldn't you think that greatest stumbling, I don't know what you would consider the greatest stumbling block, but for me was just being intentional and really just, like you said, setting aside you know, an hour a day, I would say, okay, every morning from such and such time, I'm going to sit and I'm going to write. Many times that writing would last and carry me until the night. You know, I would be, I would get started and it would begin to flow. There'd be other times when I'd sit there for an hour and if I got two syllables out, I felt like that was, I was doing, it was, it was a successful day. But it is that being determined, isn't it, and being uh, intentional to say, I am, I am going to finish this, because it's very, it, it's very easy to give up, like you said, halfway through it. Uh, wouldn't you say? What would you say is the is the largest stumbling block? Well, that is definitely one of them, Kim. You had the nail on the head. Uh, a lot of writers say, I want to write a book, and and then they don't schedule writing time. I tell my students you need to schedule it like a doctor's appointment like when you have a doctor's appointment that it's urgent that you go um because your health is going to suffer if you don't you don't like 
in the middle of a doctor's appointment, take a phone call and, and check your, you know, go down that right. Facebook rabbit hole and, and or social media okay. and all of that, um, you focus on the doctor's appointment. So it's like scheduling something very important whether you can do it for an hour or several hours. I'm like you, though. I Once I start, I need a, at least three or four hours of time because I get so into it that I don't want to get out of it. Um, but once I do, once I let in the world, um, whether it be emails, answering emails, social media, uh, anything really, uh, it, it's like then that writing goes away um, once you open yeah. up the door. So it's like, Close the door, get in a, you know, your, um, light a candle, have a cup of coffee, whatever you, you know, what makes you in the zone, let's just say, and set a, set that time for yourself with no distractions. Um, that's, mm-hmm. yes, be intentional. And um, the other thing is people fool, fool themselves with some different myths, one being writer's block. And it's funny, Mm -hmm. I even got lulled into thinking that with the pandemic. I thought, oh, I have writer's block, I can't write, and I forgot to be intentional, and I just, like, said, oh, you know, COVID is giving me writer's block. And then I sat in on a uh, talk by John Grisham. He was doing a virtual book signing. And I, he was taking questions, and I sent one in, you know, what do you do when you have writer's block? He said, well, I don't usually have writer's block because I'm intentional. I set aside that time. And just like me, and I had forgotten that, like he set 7 a.m. to like 1 p.m., um, the best part of his day. And for me, that's the best part, you know, that's my most energetic and, you know, best time to write. Set aside that and also have that writer's, um, that, that chapter outline. So it's your guide. So what's next? What's next? And, and that time with a question, like what happens to the character next? Or, you know, ask your character a question. Um, and so when you pick up again, you, you know, if life happens in the way, and sometimes it does, you don't have to go all the way back to square one, but you can go to your chapter outline, answer that next question, and start writing. Um, and it was like, Wow, it's that simple, right? Because and I had forgotten that. So, um, so I, you know, I realized we're all the same. John Grisham, myself, you, all the writers out there that are just getting started. You just need to mm-hmm. to do it. And um, other myths like I don't have enough um, time, I don't have enough money. Well, like I said, you can even self-publish for free. Um, so, you know, and God finds a way. He always does. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you want it bad enough, he'll he'll help you. And is it? It's the best feeling. No matter what God calls us to do, once it's accomplished, that that season, it is. I will never forget. Uh, I, God has blessed me to write eight books, and I'll never forget each one. Is when they come, when you get those first books in the mail, there's it's like birthing the baby, isn't it? It's just like, oh my gosh, it's finally here, and there's. There's nothing like, you know, whether it's writing a song or, you know, starting your own business, whatever God is calling us to do, to be faithful to do that. You know, I read, what was it that I read last week? It's not what we do that we're going to regret as much as what we fail to do. You know, so many of us have these thoughts in our minds and we just think, we just put all the negative before us. It's like clear that out. And just get in the mindset of if God wants me to do this, just like what you just said, Michelle, he will find a way. But we have to be intentional. He's not going to, he's going to, he won't write it for us, but he will write it through us. And so we just have to be able to, to be able to um, uh, discipline ourselves. And it does take a lot of discipline. And for those who are quiet in nature, it fit, would fit you a, a lot better because you, you, get, you get all this alone time that you require. So, Michelle, we're down to about 10 minutes. I want to ask you, what, what, what's next with you? What, what do you have planned? I can just see some of these books turned into movies. Is that an aspiration of yours? What, what's going on with you? What's up? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I actually have pitched, uh, pitched my books to several producers. I went to the International Christian Film Festival, and that was awesome. fun. Got to walk the red carpet and, and met with some producers. Um, and then 
the National Religious Broadcasters Proclaim Conference, um, and I mm-hmm. uh, gave my books to a few producers. So it's out there. Uh, the If you think the book writing process is slow, try the movie process because that's yeah. even slower. But never give up. Uh, so um, I actually was, was offered a um, a review uh, by uh, they're they're taking a look now and still in the works. So that that's one of the hopes. I also am writing the next book based on Solomon. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, and uh, you know Solomon was the next king and David's son. And uh, however, you know he had all the riches and and women and and wisdom and yet he started to um get too much and want more and uh you know that Mm -hmm. led to some some problems in his life and uh and you know he felt entitled and and, you know it just things started to not go so well for solomon and he learned a lot uh so that's in the works i have a memoir that i uh kind of extracted from that first novel that Never saw the light of day, oh. and um, uh, so that is in the works as well. And uh, yeah, from, um, I'm also continuing with my book coaching, and I, I love doing that. Um, some public speaking coming up. I'm speaking at the Greater Philadelphia Christian Writers Conference. Uh, hopefully, at the Maryland Writers Association Conference. There's several conferences coming up. Uh, so you can check back to my events page and, and see where I'm speaking. I hope you and I speak together one day, Kim. Um, I'm sure that's yeah. in God's plan, I hope. And uh, yeah. and I just wanted to um, add, uh, if we have a, a minute or two more, about to, to the writers out there that one um, one other thing that I think keeps writers blocked, we tend to be, um, you know, isolated sometimes, you know, in our writer's journey, like, I can do this, but we just need to ask for some help. Um, We're not born being great writers. Nobody is. Um, And I love the scripture also, you know, um, I'm going to paraphrase from St. Paul, uh, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And that might mean, you know, going out of your shell to a writer's conference. And there are so many online these days, you can go anywhere. or, you know, networking or just asking for help. And like I said, feel free to call me and I will will guide you, um, you know, at no charge. I'll just, like, try to set you on the right path. Um, and, and just, you know, get in a writer's group or, you know, take a workshop. Um, you know, check my website. Um, I'm always putting workshops out there. But you know what I mean? Like, ask for help because none of us have all the answers. We're we're all growing in our in our journeys, and we all can help each other, and we all need to encourage each other. Absolutely, I always say God did not make us to be alone. Therefore, we cannot we cannot heal, and we can't be all that God has called us to be on our own. We must. Uh, do this networking. We must learn to work together. That's exactly why we have one another. Well, this has been great, and I loved all that you just said. I believe that you have inspired a lot of people. I want to, could you please, we only have a few minutes left, will you list, and I know that they, everybody can go to your website, list some of your books, The Runaway Prophet, um, The Jealous Son, what, right? What else do yes. you have? Um, the I'll, go, I'll go in order of... Uh... Latest okay. to first. Uh, so The okay. Jealous Son, based on Cain and Abel. Uh, it's a murder mystery, modern day, uh, set in Arizona. Uh, the Runaway Prophet, set in Las Vegas. That is a thriller based on the book of Jonah. The Peacemaker, about the story of David and Abigail. It's a little bit more romance than the others, but it's a political suspense as well. It's very fast-paced. And then... The Faithful One, based on the book of Job, and that's about a modern-day Job character, restaurateur, who has everything in life, beautiful wife, uh, loving kids, great restaurant career, and uh, health, wealth, and, and all, all, of, all of that. And then it all, he starts to lose it all and question, 
why me? So they're all modern-day suspense with a little romance. That's what I write because that's what I love to read. And, um, and yes, definitely get across the message of that God's trying to get across in that particular Bible story in a well, modern-day way. And I love what you're doing. I especially love that you are saying I am taking the foundation of the truth of these, um, of these stories and I am modernizing them. I'm making them more contemporary. And that gives room for imagination with keeping the principles in place. And in that, we can find ourselves and we can learn how to navigate this thing called life. And it may even and probably will drive people back to the Old Testament stories where they can get the authentic version of how it was first written. So to me, Michelle, everything you're doing is a win-win. I love, and I love your heart where you're not trying to keep all your wisdom to yourself. You're handing it out to all those who uh, would love to to learn from you and to be uh, mentored by you. And I just, I think that's one of the greatest callings that we have is to comfort one another, to teach one another, to guide one another. You know, to me that you're never more like Jesus than when you're trying to give to others you know, what God has given to us, and I just thank you for that. I want you to know I put something out about being on Facebook, and if people would like, because I know that you have been uh, you so graciously want to provide a giveaway to the listeners, a PDF of your getting started on your book guide, and I would like to offer that to our listener, our first listener that jumped on today, Lynn Bell, and Lynn is in Texas, and I will get you all connected so that she can win uh, and be given this beautiful thing that you've um, suggested that you offer, getting started on your next book. That is wonderful. So, Michelle, I can't thank you enough for being with us. As a final word, please tell people one more time how they can reach you on um, learning about your master classes and how to get started with you on writing their book. Thank you, Kim, so much. This has been such a blessing. Um, I so appreciate it. So they can visit my web- website. It's Michelle with one L, Chinowitz, C-H-Y-N-O-W-E-T-H.com. Uh, all the listeners and everybody can get that, all the writers can get that free writing guide. I'm also going to provide the listeners that called in um, and the listener that uh went on Facebook with a PDF copy of one of my books. So take a look and decide which one, and we'll get that to you. But I want everybody to get that Getting Started Guide. Uh, Just visit my website. There's a place to sign up to get my newsletter. I write a spiritual blog, uh, growing in in these modern times and um, getting closer to God. So uh, that's, that's available on my website, as well as all my social media connections. I'm on everything, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, all the rest. Uh, so just find me there. And if you can stay in touch, definitely shoot me an email. Uh, you'll find that on my website as well. And please keep me posted. I love hearing your success stories as well. Um, as writers, mm-hmm. as, as faith-based uh, people, as Christians, um, in your purpose. So I... Yeah. I hope everybody stays in touch. Well, great. Well, uh, Michelle, thank you. Thank you so very much. And, listener, I want you to remember just some of the things that Michelle said to us today. She began talking about being uh, in a dark place, being devastated by life. You remember she said her dreams seemed as if they had been taken away. But after a few years, she never gave up. And the dream was resurrected, she said. The dream was resurrected. Aren't we glad? Aren't we glad that she has shown us that those dreams that were in our heart, maybe even beginning at 10, maybe your dream began even sooner than that. God did not give you that dream to walk away from it. Go back. Revisit. Let God arise in you and let him complete this work because you are worthy and the people around you need what God has put inside you. So write that tablet. The Bible says, write your vision, make it plain so that others may run to read it. Thank you, listeners, so much for joining me today and every day for coffee. And I pray that you will continue the conversation. 
you go out now and begin to encourage and equip others with the good news that you heard today. This is Kim Crable. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time on Coffee. Bye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit KimCrable.com. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit KimCrable.com.